Welcome to the Run With Us podcast, your show for everything Chicago Bulls. And now, your co-host, Michael Lavalarte and Kevin McKenna. And then something a little bit later that we'll get into that could be a little bit fun. So, we'll get into it quickly today. Nikola Vucevic with the Bulls talking extensions. Nothing's for sure yet. They're just going to talk during training camp. It's nice to see that the team wants to even acknowledge extension talks. You know, he's coming off a really poor year by Vooch's standards. He's already 33. There's a lot of reason not to want to bring him back, but the fact that the Bulls do want to bring him back or at least talk with him about it and see what the possibilities for the future are, I, I appreciate that as a Bulls fan. And I think Nikola Vucevic does as well. Yeah, it's really going to depend on the kind of season he has. If we see him fit a little bit better into the role that he's being asked to do. Um, I definitely could see him being extended on a favorable contract, of course, because um, I'm all for it. it. It really just depends if he has a bounce back year, because last year we saw the struggle of him taking on a new role, uh, and a new role pretty quickly. I, even the season before, uh, when he got when he came to the Bulls at, at the trade deadline, him and Zach were kind of the two-man game, yeah. running the show, and then that changed very quickly for him when we got all these new assets in that offseason. Right, and a bounce-back year for Vooch next year might look like around the same stat line in terms of numbers, but I want to see the efficiency and the confidence go up. And the consistency. The consistency, yeah. If you Vooch can average, you know, 15 to 16 a game, it's a little low for Vooch, but if he can have, you know, if he can get back to like 35 to 37% three-point shooting, about, you know, between 50 and 60% field goal percentage, that would be great. Rebounding, we know he could rebound. He had a good year defensively by his standards, so I think if he could do that again, that would be huge for the team. But I just want to see his confidence go up and his efficiency go up, and like you said, just being more consistent throughout the year so the Bulls could depend on him as the quality third option we know he can be. Yeah, the games we won last year were the games where he would put up 12 rebounds, 16, 17 points. Right. Excuse me, to go along with what our other players had done, what, what Zach had done, DeMar had done. Um, so it, it's really just about those three meshing and um, those three coming together because when they form that core like that and they're all playing with consistency, playing well and playing with confidence, that's when we see the Bulls' success. Right. Obviously with our role players sprinkled in, you know, the success of Lonzo Ball, the improved shooting, and our bench guys. Right, and a lot of that's going to be on the coaching staff too to get Fuchs more involved, especially early in games. Don't just use him as a three-point shooter. Get him... Even if he doesn't want to do it, get him running into the post, pick and rolls, get him some close looks around the basket early. Because when you hit a couple layups to start the game, your shot feels better all game. Right. And Stacey Kinn said it all last year. You work inside to out, especially yeah. for a player right. like Vucevic. Especially for a center. You know, he's so dominant in the paint that if he can just be more consistent and get that touch back around the rim, because a lot of he missed a lot of easy shots last year. And one of the things I remember watching Vooch in his prime was seeing him, you know, he'd get that dump-off pass and just he had such good hands just quickly tossing it up, up and into the, the rim with a little hook shot or a little push shot that the defense didn't have time to try to block the shot. He's got really quick hands for center, and he's got very good touch offensively. And the problem with that is when you when you have good touch, confidence is a big thing with that because last year you just didn't have it, and we'd see him miss a lot of easy ones. A lot of hook shots just weren't falling. So if we can get back to that, I'll be all for extending Vooch. For the right price, it's the right amount of years. He's 33, two years, maybe 40, 45 million. Somewhere between that range probably gets it done. 
you know, there could be a whole conversation about whether or not we want to extend Vooch or not. But we know they're talking about it. So we know they want it. They wouldn't talk about it with them if they didn't plan on extending him. So it looks like the Bulls want to extend him. It's just a matter of if they agree and how Vooch plays the next season. Right. I think that's it, pretty much enough said about, about Vucevic. Yeah, I mean, extension ma- talks main thing because is it's just not going to be rushed. Right, because we don't want to. We don't want to sit here and talk about oh, when is it going to happen? You know, are we going to trade him? We we are not trading Vooch, especially uh, this off season. If we did trade Vooch, it would be because we're blowing the thing open next next year. But I predict Vooch will be brought back, and like you said, it all just comes down to how he plays. And both sides know that Vooch wants to play better and get more money. The front office wants to doesn't want to extend him if he's not going to be if he's going to regress even more. So we got to wait and see how Vooch does during camp, what the reports are, if he's you know fully engaged, fully healthy, and that's pretty much all we can say because we don't know anything. We don't know what they're even talking about. We don't we don't even know if they're talking numbers yet. If they're just saying, do you want to be here for the long term? Do you want to retire, Chicago Bull? But besides that, we got Demar Derozan at the Drew League once again, representing the Chicago Bulls, and he brought a buddy with him. Yeah. He brought Patrick Williams with him. That was super exciting. Haven't seen too much of Patrick Williams this offseason. Not much Patrick Williams news. Obviously, we hear all the stuff that DeMar is having, you know, workout, like workout camps kind of. We know that him and Zach are having that thing in L.A. where they're bringing all the Bulls players. We even saw um, a 5v5 scrimmage uh, with the Bulls roster. Super cool to see. That was dope. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, Patrick Williams, not seeing much of him and then getting to see a couple highlights. Uh, you saw that he drained that one three down the court, ran right back, and stuffed a three. Yeah. That was yeah. that was super good to see. I love seeing Patrick Williams' highlights because we don't get to see enough of him with his unfortunate history in the NBA so far. Uh, so it's fun to see. The guy is so versatile, and he's got – such a nice handle for his size, and he's just got so much potential. So it's really cool to see some footage of him, and it's awesome to see DeMar taking Patrick Williams under his wing like we talk about all the time. DeMar DeRozan, he takes these young guys, and he's there to help. That's the kind of vet we like to see. Yeah, not only does he put up 25 to 30 points a game, he also you know, makes sure to, to grow and teach the young talent and, and grow them into the kind of player that – he is the respectful player, the, the the respected player around the league, and then just to improve their game too. And we've seen Io work a lot with the mid-range throughout the season after he worked with DeMar, and then Pat Williams too became a little mid-range assassin late in the season. So we hope to see more of that. More of that. Obviously going to the Drew League for with DeRozan is going to be very helpful for Patrick Williams. And then another Bulls player went the next day in Dalen Terry, which is really cool to see because Dalen has been in a couple pro-am runs now and he's already, you know, he's making a footprint around, around the hooping community and he's initiating himself. Even though he hasn't even played an NBA game yet, he's making a name for himself around the league and people are, people are going to know, Oh, that's, you know, that's Dalen Terry. He's not just going to be a no-name rookie in his, in his first year in the NBA. Yeah. Unfortunate. No stats were, release there's no available stats out at least at the moment i don't know if in the future we'll get to see or at least get an idea of how he played but it's not the up utmost importance anyway it's the drew league it's just him getting out there he's i i would imagine that there were 
some notable NBA players probably um, playing. That would have been yesterday, Sunday. Yeah. That's that's when he played. I think I saw something. I don't remember the exact list. Um, he was the only Bulls player that day uh, playing at the Drew League, but it's just good to get, have him get some experience. Right, and no matter what players. he did, how it, how his stats finished up for the day, we know he brought the energy to that place, especially with the crowd. Like He feeds off that, and the Drew League crowd is amazing, so he probably was just there. He probably threw a couple dunks down, was playing some defense, just bringing the energy, and that's you know that's Dylan Terry at its, at its finest right there. So Yeah. All right, so besides the Drew League and Vucevic, we were talking about this before. A little, it's kind of interesting to think about, could players guard themselves? Yeah, so I've been doing this with a lot of my friends recently. We've been kind of doing historic players, current players, all different teams. Today, we're just going to focus on some Bulls players, I think. And then, obviously, if this becomes a popular segment, we can expand that. Maybe one day we'll do, like, a historic Bulls players. Can they guard themselves? But this is so much fun. Um, I I don't remember how it started. It might have been, like, a Kawhi discussion that we were having. We were really talking about those two-way players. And those players who were dominant on both ends of the ball. And if they could guard themselves. So uh, let's get into it. It's it's actually super fun. So talking two-way players, we got to start with Lonzo Ball. We'll start with Lonzo. Can Lonzo guard Lonzo? Lonzo's getting clamped. Lonzo's Lonzo clamping Ball. himself up. Yeah. Lonzo will take pride in his ability to clamp a guy like yeah. Lonzo. That's an easy clamp for Lonzo. It is. Not disrespecting Lonzo's offensive game by any means, but he is getting boxed. Because his defensive game is so deep that, like, now he has to guard guys like Curry, Kyrie, you know, like Trey Young. So a guy that's a 3 and D point guard, like, that's that's a day off for That's a day off for That's Lonzo. a day off. Lonzo's... <laughs> Boxing, <clears throat> and that's out. not like you said. It's not disrespect. Lonzo's improved his offensive game a lot. He's just not good enough to score on himself. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Uh, I agree. Demar Derozan. Demar Derozan is scoring on himself every time he gets the ball. Derozan's defense sucks, and Derozan it doesn't matter. The problem is like even if he has good defenders on him, he can't. He can. He's still going to score. I mean, so Derozan's putting a hundred. Yeah, on like if, if he has a good defender on him, he's still going to score. So what's Demar Derozan going to do against Demar Derozan? No, nothing. <laughs> exactly. And I think the same thing goes for Zach Levine. Oh, it's it's even worse. Yeah, because Levine's even Zach a worse Levine <laughs> is getting jammed on. Zach Levine is getting dunked on by himself, and yeah. there's nothing he can do about it but watch. No, yeah, Zach Levine is absolutely getting yammed on. There's there's no point. Um, Patrick Williams. That's an interesting one, actually. Because Williams is crafty enough to score. I think, let's say they played, like, let's say they had 10 possessions. i say probably be 4 or 5 out of 10 for that one. 4 or 5 out of 10? Yeah, because, not like, obviously, I'm going lower. What, like 2 or 3? 2 or 3. Well, hear me out. Patrick Williams is an interesting one because he's got the mid-range game. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I, I guess I'll say three or four. I don't I'll, care. I'll I don't care where Patrick Williams is going. Patrick Williams, because he he is a much better defender than he is offensive player. But but I feel like he'd be he'd give himself a couple work. Like he wouldn't. It wouldn't be a cakewalk for him on defense because he's he's a, he's better offensively than we think. We just don't see it in the NBA a lot. Derek Jones Jr. Getting clamped. Really? Yeah. Who's he gonna do? Dunk. 
I feel like Derek Jones Jr. has some like sneaky handles. Like he could get by. What? Where is that coming from? I don't think I've ever seen the dude even dribble in the NBA. Well, he's really quick. Off. If he's getting, if he's in a situation where, because you know he he'll spot up for threes now. Yeah, but if he throws a quick pump fake, he's fast to put that ball on the ground. But he's also a good defender, so he's not going to jump at that pump fake for some bum shooting threes. He is a good defender, but I feel like. Derek Jones Jr. could get by himself a good amount of times. And then once he's by, he can jump from anywhere, and that's a bucket. But he can also jump from anywhere and block it. Not saying he's going to block a, a dunk, but he's so athletic that it kind of cancels out almost, you know? Fine. Ten possessions, he's scoring five times. I say four or five. Okay. All right. Um, Nicole Vucevic. Oh, that's that's interesting. I feel like I he's, think it's about half. Well, the the thing about him is he's not uh, – there's a lot of centers in the league that don't match up with him well. I'm saying in the advantage of Vucevic, there's a plenty of incredibly tall centers in the league. Don't get me wrong, but he's got so much size. And you see him struggle against centers that are his size yeah, and right, can defend. That, that, so it's himself. I'm saying six or seven. He's a – Wow. Oh, I go six. six out of ten possessions he'd score. Now, now, right? I was gonna say I was gonna say half and half, like about maybe like five out of ten possessions he'd score. But I think that, like you said, he struggles to guard. He would struggle to guard Nikola Vucevic. If there was another player and he was the exact same, just not named Nikola Vucevic, and he was in the NBA, I feel like he would struggle to guard him. And that's just because he's not a very good defender. Let's be honest. Uh, honestly, yeah, I'm changing my mind. I think he would. He would score. Seven, maybe eight. Yeah, probably. Because like, if it's especially if it's just a post off. Yeah, like he's too good in the paint, and he's not good enough of defender in the paint to to stop himself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh yeah. New new signing for us, Andre Drummond. He's clamping himself up just because he's so bad on offense. <laughs> yeah, he. I'm giving him like maybe three or four. What if? What if? Three or four. Um, what if he had like Lonzo throwing him like dimes? Like lobs? Like lobs. That's different, though. This is a one- <laughs> We're talking a 1v1 Andre versus Andre. If we're getting passes involved, then this is a whole different story because then Derek Jones is scoring every time, too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, Andre Drummond is probably going to score once. Not even because he's not, it's not because he's a good defender. It's because, like, it's not, he doesn't have the footwork in the post. Like, he's not a post player. So, like, it's going to be like, no, it's different than Vucevic. Yeah, he needs a guy so who's just going to be able I think Drummond's a good enough to defender to, to defend a guy like Drummond. Caruso. Um, Caruso? Getting clamped. Curzon's getting clamped. Really? Yes. Again, it comes down to he's so good on defense, and his offensive game isn't even that bad. He's got a nice little sneaky pull-up game. He's quick. He's athletic. He can hit the three. But yeah, he's it's Caruso, dude. He's getting clamped. He locks up actual offensive point guards. You think he's not going to lock up himself? Kobe White. Kobe White's putting buckets on his head. Kobe White is scoring every possession. Every time. And that's that's a lot Kobe to say White about Kobe White. actually has such he a can. deep bag. He does. And that's when his rookie year, when he went through that stretch before COVID happened, and he was, like, putting up, like, 33. He would put up, like, 30 game off the bench sometimes. Like I was like, damn, bro, his handles are nice. He can shoot. He can get to the rim. And I just want to see that from him. But against himself, oh, man. He would not be able to guard Kobe White. I, I, I'm getting bored of the cor- current players. Let's do pass Bulls players. All right. Joakim Noah. 
clamping his shit up. He doesn't have an offensive bag anyway, so he's clamping. Oh, oh, whoa. He's a great passer. He's It's Joakim Noah. Sure, but. What was he good at on, on offense? He's not a post player. Well, on offense, already know he's one of the the best passing big men. Passing, ever. yes. But we're not passing when it's a 1v1. He has a, a post game. Is his post game good enough to defeat him on defense? He's probably another one of those players where he needs to get set up. Yeah. I, I'm not saying he doesn't. Like, in the NBA game, he's he was a quality offensive center. He wasn't a liability on offense. Sure. Don't forget what you said. You just said that what offensive game does he have? Yeah. In a 1v1, what's he going to do? Like, he's just not good enough of a post player to to score on himself. He's that good of a defender. Okay. Like, would Rudy Gobert be able to score on Rudy Gobert? Fuck no. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, Joakim Noah never averaged, what, 16 points a game? Like, someone could say Gobert is a better offensive player than, than Noah just because he averages more points. But that's not true. But it, the center, like, Joakim Noah is such a good defensive center. Like, we forget how good he was. One of the best defensive centers in the league at his time. And he's just not talented enough on offense to score. Great passer. Crafty around the rim. He's good at rebound, putback, stuff like that. And he, like you said, he could he could post up a little bit, but they never used him as a post-up player. He wasn't a post-up player. All right, here's my favorite one. All right, Jimmy Butler. Ooh, that would get intense. A 1v1 from Jimmy G Buckets versus Jimmy G Buckets. Oh, my God. That, like, that, would, that might be the most intense 1v1 you've ever seen. So much grit. Like, it would be those two guys, like maybe Kobe versus Kobe, and then Jordan versus Jordan. Well, hold on. Slow down. No, th- I'm saying those are the most intense 1v1s you'll ever see. I know. Jimmy Butler. Is he scoring? Like, four out of ten. Because Jimmy Butler's such a good defender that it would be so hard to score on him, but he's also so competitive that he would take it so personally and try to score on him every time. And... He's a, he's obviously still a two way player, and he can still score the ball. I he's a better defender than he is offensive player still. I think, but he's a good enough offensive player to score at least four times on Jimmy Butler. I feel like he's hitting that little like ten foot midi. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, I'm literally looking at like seeing it in my too. head right now. Do you remember that move he did? It's a pretty popular highlight. He does kind of like a a hop step. He hop steps, spins on the pivot, and then hits the midi. It's yeah. down on like the low block. Yeah, yeah. It's like he takes a couple dribbles, hop steps, turns, and hits like this disgusting mid range. Yeah, I can see him as incredible as defender Jimmy Butler is. Right, I can see Jimmy Butler getting that move off on him. Yeah, like four or five times, right? Like four or five yeah. times, like you said. Sure, exactly, All right. Mike. All right. <laughs> now this is kind of off the track, but I feel like we got to say this: Draymond versus Draymond. Who's winning that one v one? Draymond's getting cramped. Draymond's going to win the 1v1. <laughs> Draymond's winning the 1v1. Because. Defensive Draymond or offensive Draymond? Defensive Yeah, Draymond, defensive Draymond. He's, because I was thinking about the grittiness of those, that Jimmy Butler versus Jimmy Butler conversation, and I just thought of Draymond versus Draymond and how that would go, and who would yell more? Like, he right. just yelled at himself the whole time. <laughs> I love Draymond, but he is one of the loudest players in the NBA. <laughs> All right, back to Bulls players. All right, back to Bulls players. Aaron Brooks. I feel like he'd probably score a decent amount on himself. He was honestly so disgusting at times. He was a very underrated player. 
Especially when he's he on the had Rockets. Range. He did. He he had a quick jumper too. He had range, and he would get up so high. Yeah, because he's a little guy. Yeah, he he'd score himself probably. Uh, he'd score himself most possessions because he's yeah. not like a great defender. So no. Um, Kyle Korver. So this is an interesting one. This is one of the situations where Kyle Korver is not a bad defender, but he's not a good defender, right? Right. It, and, I'm leading more but, to the bad. But side. is he a good enough defender to defend? Well, himself, because he never. Yeah, but it's a one v one. This is this is why I think it's an interesting one because there's no system, there's no screens he can right, run off right. Of. It's it's a lot and easier there's no to point guard him, to find him because he's not a he, he doesn't he doesn't have dribble moves like. So this might be one of the ones where not a great defender, but he might have really good offense. But it still would be right a good matchup because there's nothing to set him up. It's like JJ Redick. Would JJ Redick score on himself? JJ Redick's not a good defender at all. It would have to be like, can he just hit like? Three's in your three eyes. Point shots, yeah. In your eyes. And he probably would, but... Like, how, would Kyle Korver just be splashing him in Kyle's face? I think... It, I like, I agree with, you said, with what you said. This might be a situation where he low-key might have the upper edge on defense. Just because his offensive game, while one of the greatest shooters of all time, his bag is not very large. Exactly. That's... that's Yeah, that's one of those situations. Um, I think we got to talk about Derrick Rose. I was gonna save that one, but we'll we'll get into Derrick Rose. I feel like he's getting getting to the bucket at will on <laughs> Derrick Rose. Yeah, no, Derrick Rose is scoring. Derrick Rose is never good enough to find. He's scoring to stop every possession. Yeah, this think... is the first one I'm saying he's scoring every single possession, every time. But it's just it's not disrespectful to Derrick Rose's defense. It is. He was just that amazing. He's just that amazing. Yeah. Youngest MVP. I've been seeing a lot of Derrick Rose hate lately. Really? Yeah. Especially like, oh, Derrick Rose. Because you know how everyone thinks that Derrick Rose MVP was not a fluke, but it was like handed to him. Oh, it should have been LeBron's. Like, Derrick Rose didn't do anything. It, Regardless of if he got hurt or not, they were never winning a title. No, we 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 could have won a title. I think we could. Could've. Yeah, me me too, of course. I don't. I, so those, they're just clowns. It's Twitter. They're, they're, it, it's it kills Twitter me, Twitter bots. Twitter it kills clowns. me. All right. I have a good one for you. Cristiano yeah. Felicio. Oh, Cristiano Actually, Fel- No, I take it back. Derrick Rose is scoring on himself nine times out of ten. Felicio, ten out of ten. The yeah, greatest yeah, bowl of all yeah. time? <laughs> the greatest bowl of all time is not going to score I was going to say, like, he, he's not great on offense, but, like. What are you talking about? He's so bad on defense that, like, I'm pretty sure, like, we could probably score, like, two or three what times. You, <laughs> you know, on 2K, you're, you're playing play now with your buddies and – you you hit up on the D pad, and it's got the letter grading for yeah, each. It's just F. No, it's just A plus. Oh, on offense, on everything, for Felicio. Yeah, ninety nine overall Felicio. So, yeah, so you got ninety nine offense, ninety nine defense. But you know what the thing about it is? What? Great offense always beats great defense. Thanks. So Felicio, although the greatest bull of all time, is absolutely scoring on himself one hundred percent of the time. All right, last one, Bobby Portis. Right down the middle. That that's why I brought right him up. Right down the middle. Because he's so gritty on both sides of the ball. I say nice I say like five possessions he scores, five possessions he gets clamped. And both of them were just clapping each other's faces the whole time. Eyes bulging out awesome. the face, just <laughs> clapping in each other's faces. Oh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. He's just and he gives you that Bobby stare. And it's the it's honestly up His there. eyes look like a pug. 
Yeah, and it's up there seen, with like, the Jimmy Pugs Butler eyes? versus Jimmy Butler intensity. Like Bobby Portis versus Bobby Portis would get intense. Uh, I mean, Bobby Portis is like hitting the shit out of Bobby Portis. Like, yeah, they're gonna like, fight. They they will box by the end of this. I don't know which one. Who's getting bopped? And who's getting Miritich bopped? Miritich bopped. Broken face. Yeah. Okay, I want to do one more because right. I I wanted to use this one earlier, right. and it's not really gonna be that interesting. But as I love him, Kirk Heinrich. Oh, Kirk's Kirk's giving Kirk's bucket. Yeah. Yeah. Again, another guard who's just too good of a player to on offense to be like he's not a good enough defender. Okay, one more. Lou Aldang. Getting clamped. Not clamped all the time, but like three or four possessions he's scoring. Really? Yeah. He was one of the best wing defenders in the league. Oh, I know, dude. And while a good scorer. He wasn't, like, such a good scorer. Like, if he had to defend himself, he'd do a good job defending himself. Uh, I'm saying he's scoring four times. Yeah, I said three or four times, so I, that, that's pretty fair. Yeah. Four times, like, he's a good shooter. He's got he can he's a three-level scorer, so he's not a bad offensive player, but he's just so good on defense. Like, Luol Deng, can, he would always guard the best player. You know, he's our, he's our you know, wing defender, so... He'd do a good job of defending himself. I like that one, though. I didn't think about Luol Deng. Okay, one more for real this time. I, <laughs> There's just so many players I forgot I a Bulls legend. About. Paul Zipser. I was going to forget Paul Zipser. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> Split it down the middle? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's not a great defender. He's not a great offensive player. He's just fucking Paul Zipser, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. He, that guy was something. But uh, that playoff game. You can shoot. Yeah, he, uh, we'll say four. He'll score himself four times. Four, four. But, but unlike, you see, these four times within a possession are never created equal. Luol Dang is scoring on himself four times, not because he's bad on offense, but because he was such a good defender. Paul Zipser is scoring on himself four times because both facets are kind of ass. Because he might, he might break down the defender, but he might not hit the shot. Exactly. <laughs> that's the yeah. problem. <laughs> All right, that's fun, yeah? Yeah, no, that was fun. I, I like doing that. And then I have, I have one more question to ask you, actually. I think you know what I'm going to say. Can you defend yourself? Who would score, Kevin or Kevin? Because uh, let I me tell the fans. Let me tell the fans. Kevin is very competitive. So this would be up there with the the Jimmy Butler and Bobby Portis competitions. I'd probably just hack the shit out of myself and not score. And then and then on offense, I would complain. On defense, I'd say get over it. And then we wouldn't finish the game. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> See, I would clamp the fuck out of myself because I have a tiny offensive game. I'm, I usually just shoot anyway, so I would, I, would, I would probably score maybe once on myself. I'll say that. You're a, good, you're a really good defender. I'm a good defender. You're quick and, and you're strong. So. I'm a good defender, but I'm also just that bad on offense. That, that's what it comes down to. You're not bad on offense. I just think. <laughs> anyway, no, I don't. I, we don't need to get into. It. I'm just. I just figured it'd be fun. No, that to, is fun. Fun to talk about ourselves. Yeah. Maybe next week we'll do. Uh, who can, can big guard guard big guard? <laughs> can DJ guard DJ? I don't know. That's that's for side discussions. Anyway, that's about it for us this week. Did about half an hour. Not too much to talk about, but. Obviously, Vucevic is some big news. DeMar DeRozan. And they're just having some fun talks while we're in the boring offseason. Yeah, real quick. Scotty Pippen, stop disrespecting us, dog. Oh, yeah. What the hell yeah, is that man, all about, that... dude? For such a Bulls... We have Michael Jordan and Scotty Pippen as our best like Bulls legends. And, and one of them shit talks us One constantly. of them shit talks us and one of them's a shithead. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Pretty much, yeah. that's what it comes down it, to. So it's not worth getting into because he's a stooge. Right. But, I mean, no disrespect. I'll always love Scotty for what he's done. But, like, show some love to the show Bulls. Show some love to the Bulls. Quit quit saying that. They, like, might have, yeah. like, he, they might have not done him the best while he was there. He probably had issues with the team. But this is a new team. Yeah, man. So just show some love, man. Leave us alone. Run with us. <laughs> Run with us. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, guys. Fans, we're out. We'll see you next week. Uh you know, keep, rate us, follow us, please. Yes, all that stuff, please. And then uh always run with us. Run with us. Peace out. Bye.